What up, what up, y'all? My name is Cal. My name is Anna. And you're tuned in to Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. Shell's been quite the vibe today. Okay. okay. You know, the... <laughs> The title of the episode today is Ungodly Hour for a Number of Reasons, okay? (laughs) Clearly, some of y'all really been on your ungodly stuff, okay? But I ain't judging. That ain't my job to judge. I'm just saying. (laughs) It has been a week. Me and Kel was just talking about all the videos between the Silhouette Challenge, uh, masseuses in uh, North Carolina <laughs> that giving happy endings to women, <laughs> black women. Uh, you know, it's just been on and popping all week in <laughs> the girls' chats. Okay, the girls are having it up. Okay, but this yeah. is for all the times that you know if y'all got Chloe, if the fellas got Chloe Bailey. We got all these little videos, including Trey Songs, but we gonna get into that. Oh. Later, this week's episode, we're actually going to be talking about um, something that we've experienced um, when we were single, like kind of jumping into something with someone and realizing, oh, you need to work on you and I need to work on me. Or sometimes it's just that other person that uh, they're not fully developed. They're a little preemie. Mm -hmm. It's giving preemie vibes. So... (laughs) (laughs) So But we'll get into that later. But <laughs> Kel, um, you sipping on anything? Girl, I'm sipping. So uh, yeah, I'm sipping on agua today because I was mm-hmm. trash today and I did not drink my water. My morning did not go as planned. Mm-hmm. So I was. I just. I needed to catch up on my water. <laughs> so that's understandable. Mm-hmm. I'm over here misbehaving a little bit. I oh, am yeah. drinking. I um. Drinking hot some hot cocoa, oh. salted caramel hot cocoa yeah. from Trader Joe's with some Oreos crushed on the bottom. My Girl. teeth about to be blackety black <laughs> like this month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, y'all. Happy um, Black, Black History, History month. month. Yes. On my calendar in front of me, I have it saying Blackety Black History. Yes. <laughs> I wrote that in. No. So my teeth about to be blackety black all throughout this episode. But I also got some agua over here, too. Yeah. I'm trying to be like you. They say you're supposed to definitely drink water after you eat chocolate or in sodas. Well, check and check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and get into this motivational moment. All right. As we said, happy Black History Month, my kings and queens. You guys have done it again. You consistently, you're consistently glowing and growing in that beautiful melanin. Celebrate your accomplishments. Rest easy, appreciating the fact that you are so unique that others will kill to emulate the swag that you have. That's so effortlessly. Cheers mm-hmm. to the Negro New Year's. Yeah. Also, um, another quote I wanted to uh, say was a quote by Kamala Harris. Our VP um, was, yes. our unity is our strength and our diversity is our power. Yes. Yes. I love that. And that's so true. We we often aren't celebrated for our diversity and how 
dope it is and how different it is. But you know what? It's like an underhanded celebration because right. it's often, you know, what they say, flattery. What is it? Um, oh. Imitation is the best form of flattery. Flattery, right. So, you know, that it's not celebrated, but it sure is emulated, as Kel said. So mm-hmm. um, there's a reason for that. It's because we dope, y'all. Exactly. Yes. But yes, let's go ahead and dive headfirst. Dive in. <laughs> the ratchetness and righteousness. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. All right. So we gonna already have just dive headfirst into this ratchetness and righteousness. So your boy Trey Songs. First of all, Kel... I want you to watch the second video <laughs> because <laughs> you watched the first video. He was like, well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because you know what? <laughs> you know what's funny? When people started talking about it today, because of all them silhouette videos with the long schlong dudes. <laughs> yes, please watch with the, oh. the sound. on. <laughs> Did he say he wanted every hole? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, damn. Every hole. Like every hole. (laughs) You can relax. And I saw her butt cheeks clenching, so I know she's going to relax. I know that thing hurt going in, but she was trying to like... Ah. breathe but you know how like you know how when a dick is so big <laughs> and when it first go in you like yes yeah, cccf I, I literally dark. like it's all in my gut like you can't <laughs> i i had i, I had that yes, man, <laughs> <laughs> i know i know she could not breathe for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw that thing look like a remote control, okay? It was okay. like, it was horse, horse level, okay? And it was very chocolatey. I'm, 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 you know, I yeah, was, I was surprised by that, too. too. I, I was surprised by that, I'm too. like, how, but why was it? So maybe it was just bad. No, bad maybe news. just when he, when he, you know, you know how I've heard before, that when it gets to a certain level, uh, it can turn purple sometimes. Well, I, I mean, I, I have know. never seen that myself. Uh, well, on, on on a on a darker skin without giving too much tea. Right, without being dark skin. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, no, no, no. I'm saying without giving too much tea about my own history. I have not seen that on a dark skin person, uh, even though you know I have been. You know, but <laughs> can you attest? Uh, so I just figured it was like that because their skin tone was that dark. So that's why I was like, oh, okay, like maybe, you know, it's typically, your penis is typically darker than whatever you're, just like yes. a shade or two darker. Right, so right, I just right, assumed right. with my situation throwbacks. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly. Was, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it was dark. He was dark. So that's all. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So maybe that's why. But oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, all right. Yeah. So 
So, yeah, Trey is out here doing the most. Um, he proceeded after he shared all his little videos on Twitter because he going to say it was leaked. Bruh, then you're going to post all these pictures that you definitely took ahead of time. Like, you right. definitely had a whole photo shoot for the, the what is it called? The, not the unveiling, but, you know, <laughs> when you have, like, a launch or whatever, like, for right. the launching of your OnlyFans. <laughs> You definitely took some pictures for this promo plan, okay? Uh, and then he posted that little reel that he did. Uh, what do you say? Um, walk with a limp because my nuts heavy, and I like it from the back, so keep your butt steady. And that girl was definitely trying to keep it steady. <laughs> I, I, I just... You know, like one of my cousins said, you know, let me stay in my pay grade because the most, she said the most she could do with that is when it's a gummy because (laughs) she said if it started to rise, she would gag. No, seriously. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's how I can handle yeah, it was, and, and God bless those who, who can. And I be thinking about the white girls that he be messing with, and I'm like, yo, this is... They love that shit, though. That's true. They love Yeah, that. They, they like that torture. <laughs> they like to be tortured like that. Yeah, you right, because they be the ones that be, that be fucking the horses anyway, so... <laughs> you absolutely right. More! More! <laughs> They the ones that be doing the most anyway, yeah. so you absolutely right. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't gotten a good gander at it, um, I'm sure it's still available somewhere on social media. Make mm-hmm. sure you go ahead and start with Twitter <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then search the interwebs for the other videos or whatever before you know they all get ripped off because that was definitely him giving y'all a little sample leak <laughs> so that y'all would be interested in going to the OnlyFans. Yes, the OnlyFans is uh I believe $20 a pop. Um and you get uh right now he has 78 videos on there. I know I t- I took a screenshot of the OnlyFans. I mean, at least he used the condom. <sighs> That's what everybody is saying like Everybody is saying at least he strapped up. You I know, mean, he just didn't give me the strap up type. He didn't. And that's why I said she really a G because, um, yeah, 78, 78 posts and $20 per month. So he's giving y'all, you know, it's definitely not, <laughs> you know, out of the ballpark um, for most of y'all budgets out there <laughs> to sign up, you know, and it looks like he's giving good content. But this is also given I did not have any savings and the pandemic got me in a spot where I'm about to sell this dick. To make some money. <laughs> I've been hearing that a lot for artists. I hear like these artists are out here struggling. Yeah. And that's that might exactly be a reason why everybody moved the, uh, to Georgia to try to get their right. many tours at I'm the I'm really corn. thinking that because now Kendall Kendall out there, you know, Jess Hilarious was one of the first ones. We, you know, we already been talking about um, Kadeen and, and Ellis. Uh, wait, Kadeen and Val. Yeah. You know, them moving out there, yeah, to me, it's definitely like, yeah, we all about to, like, be turning up out here. Not even just turning up, but, like, we all about to make some money out here because it's still open. 
Right. You know, somebody um, on a podcast, I think Rory, he was talking about moving to Texas. And um, I don't think he's going to unless him and his wife, break, his fiance break up. But it's just like, I'm like, why? So y'all can like be outside? Like what? <laughs> what is it with Texas? I think that's what it is. Because they outside too. But God bless. Um, <laughs> well, he already been blessed, but you know. God bless Trey, you know, <laughs> and y'all be safe out there. <laughs> y'all be safe out there with him. Okay. Cause y'all really, you know, oh, that's what I was going to say about the condom really quick, not to prolong the, the topic, but just, um, you know, I just don't feel there's enough lube in the world. You, you watch it. I just don't feel there's enough lube in the world to take that in the behind with right. a condom on, with a condom on. Like that had to be pre-stretched. I just can't stop <laughs> looking at this video. I'm so sorry. Like I just cannot stop looking at it. It's 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 something. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Like it looked like a flashlight. <laughs> 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 it looked like like one of them things that the police officers when they beaten the black men yes. <laughs> nightclub. Oh god! Uh, like and and to, for me, that's just like I personally was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Not like I ever had a chance, but I'm just saying, I'm good. <laughs> I am good. <laughs> Woo, child. So, anyway, um, speaking of the silhouette challenge, it looks like they are they found a way to start removing the silhouettes from the silhouette challenge. So basically, yeah, there's like just a YouTube video like where they're telling you how to um, how to do it, and I'm like, y'all nasty. Like, there's enough porn out there. Like, y'all always got to be weirdos. There always got to be some kind of weirdo out there that's going to try and do the most. And I think that's because of the celebrities that did it. But what I was saying to Dennis earlier was the gag is majority of them videos, people be having spanks on <laughs> in the videos. Yeah, and as a woman, we could tell. We could tell what's happening there, you know. Um, that's and it's a, probably like a thong spank, so it looks like oh, you know, their butt is separated when they squat down or whatever. That's definitely a thong sis has on. So y'all gonna be very disappointed. Wait, like something <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you are. And and you know, that's why it's like sometimes it's best to leave stuff to the imagination like mm -hmm. just because because you you going and looking for something that's not even there child speaking of that though did you see the stuff about michael todd pastor michael todd saying women shouldn't be doing the uh, i didn't see what he said but i did <laughs> see there was like a thing with him talking about them trying to tell people not to do the silhouette challenge yeah he was saying um, trying to make sure that I say it basically like how he did, but I am paraphrasing. He was saying that, um, you know, women, you should, he was preaching about being, a not a woman of the house, but like, you know, a wife, I want to say more so and how you should, I felt like he was speaking to wives, um, and maybe women who want to be wives too, but it, it seemed more like it was about wives. And he was saying like, 
instead of trying to be impressive to everybody outside of your home, you know, be, be, oh, I forget the word that he used. Um, it wasn't be impressive to your husband. It was more so like be, be a asset or something to your husband, like, and your fan, be an asset to your family kind of spiel. That's basically what he was trying to get at. He was like, you so focused on looking good for the gram and stuff. And then he went, of course, into the silhouette challenge. Like, you know, I challenge you to not do the silhouette challenge. You know, stop trying to do the silhouette and blah, blah, blah. Instead of being a silhouette, you should, you know how pastors got to get the gab and they, and they, you know, word things a certain way. I, I was like, okay, you know. I get where he's coming from just because of my own spiritual beliefs. However, um, and that's, see, that's a delicate balance because I think sometimes people take things away and, and feel that he's talking about them and he may not even be talking about you because if you don't want to necessarily be a wife or you're not interested in that or being that type of wife that he's referring to, um, then this don't apply to you. Mm-hmm. Um, however, from, I hate to say it like this, but from the worldly side of things, yes, it did. It did sound demeaning. It did sound like another man coming in and trying to tell women what to do with their bodies. <laughs> and I love how, um, another Christian podcaster, um, Tykea from um Takia, excuse me, from Jade and Kia getting grown. I love how she said, please don't contact me about Michael Todd and his Capri pants. And I died. Because <laughs> 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 that man definitely be wearing Capri pants. He had Capri pants on in the video. It was like oh, a Capri goodness. jogger set. And he was walking and wading through water um with a cruise ship image behind him. I do not know what the what best. It, it's on? probably a series. It's probably a series that he has going on, and somehow it's related to a cruise ship and <laughs> cruising through a marriage. I don't know, uh, but <laughs> it wasn't for me to get. So, <laughs> okay. So yes. Yeah, so um, hey, girls, if y'all want to continue doing your silhouette challenge, I'm not judging. That's not for me to judge. Um, also Joe Budden, uh, is bringing his podcast to, um, Patreon. So me and Dennis woke up to this news today cause we are avid Joe Budden podcast fans and listeners. And, um, basically he has the three tier. Well, let me read some of the statement actually from billboard, Five months after yanking his blockbuster shows from Spotify amid a dispute over compensation, podcasting powerhouse, podcasting powerhouse Joe Budden is partnering with another subscription platform that's promising artists more leverage. Um, his signature, the Joe Budden podcast with Rory and Maul and the Joe Budden network. So that also means the network that he has where he has two, po- um, he has a few podcasts, I think, on it, but Namely, the two big ones are, see, the thing is, and I forgot what the other one is with, um, what's her name? I wanted to say Nicole Bitchy, um, Ming Lee, and what's the girl, uh, Karen Civil. 
they have a podcast on there too. Um, but that means them too, included in this deal, um, will now be hosted on Patreon. The company announced on Wednesday, February 3rd, which was today, um, Button will also take the title of Patreon's head of creative equity, um, a new advisory role that will have him focused on making sure creators on the platform have an equal seat at the table. So um, Joe has always been somebody that has uh, preached about that. Um, You know, he always was commenting on how Charlemagne would come off like he's giving equal pay or, uh, you know, good pay to his, the people on his platform, which I forget what the black effect platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and they were getting paid and apparently they're all getting paid kibbles and bits. I haven't heard anybody say that themselves. That's actually on the platform, but you know, go off. Uh, (laughs) But he's also talked about how, you know, people play like they got a say in what's going on at a company when you're really just a pawn. So this was, I guess, more so him getting what he wants, which is a piece of the pie and also bringing along, you know, his peoples with him. So I'm not mad at it. It's also not going to be um, solely exclusive on Patreon, but what happens is I think with the three tiers, you get five and it's like, he has these cute names, like for the homies, Um, And that is like you get an extra um, podcast episode with uh, $10, I think, is like for family or something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but you get um, the the extra podcast episode or two extra podcast episodes. And then you also get um, like really big discounts on their merch and stuff. And uh, then I believe the top tier, which I can't remember the name of it, is 25. You get behind the scenes stuff. You get all the stuff that I just named already. Plus, you I think you get merch monthly or something like that. So depending on your level of fandom, you know, whatever. And and in fact, um, Dennis was saying that his friend... Uh, was already talking about, I won't say his name just in case he doesn't do it, but you could probably guess which friend I'm talking about. (laughs) His friend um, was saying he's going to do it Mm -hmm. and um, he'll let us see, you know, what, what it gets him or whatever. And, you know, size us with the code. So (laughs) I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. I was like, you know, maybe the $5, but sometimes it'd be the principle of it. Like, why am I paying for something that's free? Even if it is just, five dollars you know we barely want to pay for a two dollar app on the phone so (laughs) to pay five dollars monthly for something you know sometimes it's a turn off but you know I guess if you got the money and and you're really a huge fan then you know it'll work out and there's already people signing up for it apparently so it's gonna work and it just be making me think about conversations we have offline like shit maybe we underestimating some shit (laughs) man but um what do you think about like a podcast moving to patreon i think it it could i think like you said i think it works when you have a solid fan base (laughs) that really like follows you fucks with you just will go anywhere with you and Joe Budden has proven that with, you know, all his concerts be like, uh, not concerts, excuse me, his um, podcasts, live shows be sold out. So I'm sure that this 
this made sense for his podcast. Does this make sense for everyone? No. Right. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, Let's see what I have here. I have three more things on the list. T.I. and Tiny. Let me just hit that real quick. Apparently, they have a sex ring going on. Have you heard those stories about that? Yeah. You know, it's kind of old at this point, so I won't elaborate. But, you know, there's just been the same old stories that you hear about these couples where they're swinging and one party is saying that, oh, they drug me. The other party is saying that, oh, everybody was uh, um, consenting adults. I always go on the side of y'all was taking drugs and somebody put it in somebody's booty hole and and now it's a problem. So <laughs> no, let me, you know what, honestly, all jokes aside, I really pray that um if they did do that to them, that they do get found out. They meaning um Tiny um and TI. I do pray that they do get proven guilty. Um, in doing that kind of stuff to people because you know why if if I said I wanted to go back to the the, you know the hotel with you two or whatever like why we gotta take it to the next level why you gotta drug me I just find it so interesting because not too long ago he had that girl um something brown um did a whole PSA the girl who was sex trafficked Centoya yes Oh, he did a whole PSA with her about sex trafficking people, and um, you know, like she told her story about what happened to her and how she got into the situation, and he was like, you know, like really going to bat for her, did all the the most. I'm like, how are you standing behind her, trying to help her, and putting PSAs out for her, and then you do the same exact thing? What? Right. Do you, well, that's if he did it. Do you think he did it? I think that the, the truth lies somewhere in the mix. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you me know, too. They're like, I'm not, me too. I don't, I don't, I think that sex happened. I think that drugs were there, like you said. Mm-hmm. I don't know if everything was consensual. Can, can you say that it's consensual when you're under the influence? Right. Um, like he, I think he, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm I'm wondering if I heard because I did watch his little eight minute video that he put out and stuff, and I'm trying to think if he said that everybody was sober because it's like I know y'all lying, but <laughs> if you said y'all were sober, but um, go ahead with what you're saying. And I saw this. I, I saw that video that Shakana put out, and I'm like, Shakana, you snitching on your friend, right? <laughs> you straight <laughs> up snitching on your friend. But those who didn't see it, basically, she was like, I don't know why, old girl. I can't remember the girl that, that is the main person. Sabrina. I don't know how Sabrina's saying, and I'm paraphrasing. I don't know how Sabrina is saying that, you know, trying to put them out there. Like, she the one that be recruiting for them. And so it was kind of like, okay, so you just confirmed. But in T.I.'s video, he, you know, and it's apparently it's no secret in the A and just in the industry in general that, like, this is what T.I. and Tiny do. Um, so, so you know, he was like, you know, my wife, she would never do that to anyone, blah, blah, blah. Um, he was basically trying to clear his wife's name and his name, but, like, really, like, on Tiny. Some, like, Tiny would never do that, uh, blah, blah, blah. I know that the Sabrina girl was saying uh, that she got in a fight with him because... 
he was letting his assistant make a uh, tiny into a slave treat her yeah, like yeah it's that- just like yo what is going on right <laughs> it was way too much way yeah. too much and i mean we know that ti doesn't have the most respect for women either yep. judging by the way that he treats his kids mm-hmm. but um so i, I really feel like it the his truth, daughters his daughters no, yeah. you're right. His kids, because his son, if his son get his his penis wet, he ain't tripping at all. He ain't thinking about that little thirteen year old girl that his his son got his penis wet with, you know. So right, hello. <laughs> so and, and that's if she was even the same age as him. You know, a lot of people I hear stories of a lot of young boys when they lose their virginities just with an older woman, which. That's a whole other form of abuse that we won't go there with uh, today in today's episode. But it's definitely something I would acknowledge. Um, you think, oh, I, I had sex with this 20-something-year-old woman when I was 14. Mm, something's wrong. Something is wrong. Right. Something is wrong with that. <laughs> Very wrong. But, uh, yeah, prayers go out to all parties involved. Um and I hope, you know, not even I hope, I know the truth will come out at the end of the day because it always does. That's just mm-hmm. the law, power of, you know, that's just the law of power and, and the universe and God in general, you know. So the truth will set you free. That's all I got to say. But they're saying that the thing that actually makes me wonder the most is that apparently there's been 19 to 25 women that have come forth and said or reported about it before so i'm like okay you know there is as it all goes as the saying goes like everybody can't be telling a lie right if we all saying similar stuff you know so yeah um chloe chloe bailey uh man haters gonna hate you know as the good sisters 3lw once said and they're gonna pay and, and haters, they gonna hate. Ballers, they gonna ball. Shot callers, they gonna call. That ain't got nothing to do with me and you, and that's the way it is. <laughs> oh, you can tell we're millennials. I know. Um, <laughs> okay, so Chloe Bailey of Chloe and Haley. Um, or Holly, Hallie, Hallie. I think it's Hallie. Actually. I think it is Hallie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Chloe and Hallie. Um, you know, they recently separated. We talked about it on the podcast. They recently separated their Instagrams, or I shouldn't say that. They created personal separate Instagrams outside of their um, joint Instagram account that they used to have because you know they tried to say it was because um, Hallie was going to be in another country filming a movie she's like in london right now but child we all know that uh you know chloe was ready to let the freak out so and she's 22 so you know right it's just a part of life and i know you know it's funny because there's other people that i think that may even be her same age that when they started to like kind of blossom so to speak I was like, oh, shoot, look, oh, look, 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 you know, I was doing the old woman thing too. But for some reason with Chloe, maybe I got kind of used to her being grown because of grown-ish. You know, see her evolve. Both of them actually. 
Both of them. Yeah. Because if Hallie started doing that too, it doesn't seem like it's Hallie's personality. No. So that's probably why it would throw me off. But with Chloe, I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. It makes <laughs> sense. Right. Watch out, world. I'm grown now. I'm grown. <laughs> I do love grownish, and I'm, you know, that's those kids are younger than us. But for I, I, you I remember really enjoy. Being, yes, you remember being 18 in high. I mean, in college, mm-hmm. and you did feel like that. You felt exactly like the words of that song. I'm grown now. <laughs> right. <laughs> really did even though you wasn't even grown that's the that's the t it's grown ish like the name of the song Mm -hmm. now i can feel i could clearly say that i'm grown now but back then i thought i was grown i was not (laughs) but that goes to say our bodies are grown by then and so you know you're you're around you know, different people your age and a little older and stuff. And, you know, you learning some things, you getting into some things, you learning your body. And at 22, <laughs> like, yep. please, by 22, you have already experienced a few things, you know, on the no- in the norm. So, um, and I know she's not norm, she's not, you know, just a regular person out here living life or whatever. So it may be a little different and it actually may be a little um, late bloomerish, but at the end of the day, she's, you know, knowing and loving her body and she's sharing it with the world and not on, you know, I don't see her dancing around in the drawers and the t-shirt to be a big deal, but people definitely sized it because they still see her as little Chloe. You know, people try to tag things. I mean, uh, comment things like Beyonce gonna give her a beating and bro, what was Beyonce doing at 22 that's what I want to know okay she was up there talking about baby boy you say you're my mind and feel my fantasies what you think she was talking about I right. think about you all the time like I fulfill see you my fantasies. Mm-hmm. fulfill my fantasies she had the song I to love you, baby. That's what I was thinking. Like, gyrating and grinding on Usher in the video. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Beyonce was doing her thing too at 22 and with a man that was eight years older than her. But that's another topic. Okay. <laughs> she definitely was messing with Jay Z at that time. Please. Now, now, put, now with that perspective in mind, remember when. <laughs> When we were 22, or even just looking at Chloe, like, could we see Chloe with, I don't know, Jordan, what's his name, Michael B. Jordan? Like, the same way people tripping off of Michael B. Jordan for a number of reasons, but one of the main things they like to say is, oh, my God, the age gap between... Um, you uh, heard that about him and Lori? I didn't hear that so much. Yeah, because Lori is, like, 24, and he is, I think he's a year older than us. He's 33, 34? going on 34. He's going on 34, yes, this year. I think his birthday's in, like, February or something. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, people were, that was just another excuse for people to hate, in my opinion, because Lori looks a little more, I be forgetting she's only 24. Because she definitely looks a little more, maybe because I didn't see her grow up, but she definitely looks a little more uh, 
or comes off a little more mature yeah. than um, Chloe. Yeah. Uh, and I always say people be the same age and be three different levels of it. Very true. <laughs> so, yeah. And I think it's just because we, like you said, we've seen Chloe grow up. Mm-hmm. Oh, we seen her from Tyler Perry, baby girl, you know, singing oh, yeah. in the church to, you know, yeah. to who she is now. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's hard. It's hard but, for people to see past that. Right. And I, you know who I'm surprised that people haven't tripped off of, or maybe they haven't. I just haven't heard Zendaya. Like, you know, that's real too. People have, but she's done it in a way where it's like now, how old is Zendaya? Probably the same age as Chloe, you know. I feel like well, that. Let me Google that let while you're talking. Go ahead. I, I mean, I think I'm not sure. I mean, she. I feel like she was, you know, on that on Disney. Disney around yeah. that same time. Yeah, like she's 24. If, she's 24, but, but not much older. So she and um Chloe, not Chloe, Lord, her and what's her name are the same age. Zendaya is. 96 so oh she'll be 25 this year but yeah i guess um it, I, I feel like that's around the time when they see you as grown yeah. <laughs> when you like 25 because now she in that movie with denzel washington's so a teensy bit off to me i agree with you on that one like i you know what it was? I don't think those two match well together. Yeah. I think if it was a different person, then maybe. I'm I'm mm-hmm. still gonna watch it just because I like Zendaya. Zendaya. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how Zendaya, Zendaya, however you want to pronounce it. I think it's it. Zendaya, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I like her as an actor. I love her in Euphoria. I love her in the even I loved her back in the Disney stuff too. So I like her as an actor. I don't know if I necessarily like um, Denzel's um, son. I'm mm. trying to get into him and his movies. It's taken me a while to finish one of his movies. What, Tenet? Yeah. Tenet. Yeah, I hear that one makes you... Tenet makes you really like have to think. and it's, I, We haven't watched it yet, but I do want to give it a chance. No, like I want to watch... Like, it's, it's not that it's not good. I, I heard it was... I didn't hear great reviews for it. I get be. distracted in this video. Like, something else easily distracts me but i'm not saying that it's not like it is a lot of action i don't know it's just something it's not hold it's not getting me like i would hold on to his father Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not quite there yet yeah and i watched his father's movie the other day that just came out all the little things was it good i heard that one wasn't wasn't good it was stupid <laughs> Okay, it I was, was like, what? Like, and I mean, if if y'all are curious, please go ahead and watch it. I will not spoil anything for you, but like, I'll tell you off air, um, because I don't want to have to go back in and edit. <laughs> uh, there was just an outcome. There was like um something that I guess you were trying to figure out throughout the movie, but it wasn't even like the main mystery it was like a side thing that he was like why is he the way he is I, I could say that and then you find out they just randomly show you <laughs> towards the end why he is the way he is and it was stupid it was a stupid reason it was a stupid thing that happened um and it was like oh man and then something kind of similar happened at the same time to another person and that's how you found out like Something similar happened to the person that he, the detective that he's working with, 
and then it it flashes back to how it happened to him and it was like bro like i didn't even care that much about that and here you come showing me this it it was just it was dumb it was really <laughs> It just left a lot to be desired. That's been one of my favorite phrases this week. (laughs) It it left a lot to be desired. Like that at-home store in Columbia, Maryland. But anyway. (laughs) But anyway. Yeah. So um, what was we talking about? Uh, Oh, Chloe. Yeah, I think a lot of women are just hating. And it's it's, it's expected. But I was really sad to see her cry. And I love how the internet came for her, like came and, and caped for her when she started crying. It just felt like when your little sister is crying, like her feelings get hurt. And then, um, you know, all the friends come out and you're like, yo, you know, like they start saying like, see what you did. See, that's what's your problem is. Well, and like go in. Right. Like, I loved how the internet like came for her. Yeah, because I mean, it was, it was nothing but pure jealousy and hate. Yeah. Like, Sis is living her life, and I'm here for it. (laughs) Y'all just bitter and mad that y'all, like, listen, I'm mad I don't got the same body that I had at 22, too. Like, I feel like I should have embraced it more. Mm -hmm. I was sitting there worried about a little stretch mark here, a little stretch mark there. Please. Mm -hmm. I wish I actually would have loved my body back then. Because now, I'm I'm trying to embrace the body I have now so that when I am 60... (laughs) <laughs> I look back on this 33 year old body and I'd be like, oh yeah, I still had it. You <laughs> had it, Dan, you know? And I can feel like I I made the best of that body. Right, right. <laughs> like, I've been living vicariously through these young girls. Um, I have a old co-worker and mm-hmm. I'm on her little close friends thing and I'll be like, mm-hmm. live your life, sis. I'm yes. so proud of you. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, like, I yeah, think I know yeah. who you're talking about. Yep. I think I'm on her close friends too. Because <laughs> when you ask people close friends, you just gotta like don't say too much. Like just be like, unless you collect, congrat, con, uh, congratulating them, you know, like and celebrating them, like you said, like because I want to stay on the close friends. I want to continue to see the trips. Right, exactly. <laughs> <That's because laughs> I, mean, I just, I'm just like, saying that she lives her life, and I'm so. Shit, you got it. Go ahead, girl. Girl, listen. You go ahead. Enjoy. Enjoy, love. Right. <laughs> enjoy. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, Chloe, enjoy your life, girl, and be you because these people are literally hating. There's, they can't tell you what to do. Your mama honestly can't even tell you what to do. But if your mama ain't up here tripping about what you posting, you posting your you because your booty is nice and tight and round and it pokes out underneath the skin underneath the um the panties that you wear. They mad because their butt just goes flat. flat you flat. know, it just go flat flat. <laughs> it just go flat flat underneath their boy shorts, but yours is high and tight. You know, yeah. and, and it's like we don't have that as much anymore unless we get surgery. So. Once you get to a certain age. So, girl, enjoy that high and tight booty and flaunt it and, um, you know, live your best life. Continue saging out these hoes. Hey. <laughs> um, and she said that's who she is, too. So a lot of people tried to say, oh, this is the uh, rollout for, you know, her 
not even being grown, but like for her solo album, which I guess like I'm not surprised that she might be having a solo album to come. But like, okay, sis, how many people did it? Janet Jackson, you know, like, and it's like it's a shift because y'all don't y'all love trying to keep somebody in a box, you know, all the time. And okay, that's why these little Disney stars be losing their daggone mind in the first place, taking drugs and shit to. Anyway, I could go on and on about that. What I want to make sure that we covered before we end the R&R is the Wendy Williams movie. Kel, what are your thoughts? It, okay, so I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the tea um, that I got from it. I think I, I feel like it was kind of fast. <laughs> <laughs> they all are. All those movies are, in my opinion. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of fast. I think me us doing podcasting and being in that whole radio industry world I think I wanted more from that I wanted to see more of her struggles like in the industry of like being respected like we saw a glimpse of it but I feel like it was so much more for her to tell was that Kathy Hughes yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I I just yeah so from that perspective I was I was a little bit disappointed because mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to see more of, like, the industry. Like, the nerd in me wanted to see that. Part. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I didn't really care too much about her and Kevin's relationship. So maybe that's why I wasn't like, oh, oh, my God. You know? Yeah. But. Because um, it was heavily, you know. Around so, that. Yeah. Around that. They mm-hmm. played Charlemagne. <laughs> well, two no. seconds. Not, two. but I mean, not even just the two seconds. But, like, even down to the looks. Like, they. They had like you know how little boozy looked back in the um the day like I didn't know little boozy was that young until first off right you know what I'm saying like that's how they played Charlemagne like he looked like he was like fifty plus <laughs> yeah yeah it was playing him but um so that was that I definitely see the child in Wendy mm-hmm. the little girl in her mm-hmm. and it's never grown up. Yeah. Her parents yeah. Mm-hmm. relationship reminds me a lot of mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of my but with them putting her on that, that tuna fish and mustard diet. Did you see the um interview? I did. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. The like cr- the, yeah. the criticalness of, of them. Yes. That mm. reminded me a lot of my parents. And I mean uh, that was that age group to not, I mean, it, not excusing it, but explaining it. That was that age group that did that, that type of thing with their kids. And never really, there's no remorse for it. Like, yeah. they, it is what it is. Like, how, and I dare you to question me. Oh, girl, that part. You know, <laughs> like, looking back at, like, it's one thing that it happened. It's like, oh, okay. But. Even in the interview, they were like, yeah, I did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's up? <laughs> yeah. Right. And then like her mom talking about like when she got the surgery, she was like, yes, yeah, she looked excellent. You know, uh, she looked awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And I did love seeing some of the footages of, of Wendy because Wendy did used to be a beautiful woman. Like right. she kind of went down the catfish realm as she got older, I guess, to, you know, upkeep the the plastic surgery and stuff and the um 
you know, fillers and whatever she's gotten in her face. But that like there was a time like before the surgery, she was pretty. And then after the surgery, like I guess it just enhanced her beauty, like it made her thinner and stuff. But I did love how, even though that nigga was super toxic, I did love how Kevin loved her as she was. Yes. Before she got the surgery and then supported her mm-hmm. on top of that. So I understood the parts of their relationship that I was like, oh, that's kind of dope, was how, one, that that he was so supportive of her Two, that he was protective of her. I understand where she felt like she needed that, Mm -hmm. you know. And then three, that she was able to build with him. Like they they would be a team and come up with ideas through, you know, pillow talk and stuff. Like, so I can imagine how you could fall in love with someone like that. Right. I think initially he he had the best interest. Yeah. But her, he, had her best interest in heart. His pants. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was his his downfall. Like he he just had to go outside of the marriage and it was just becoming disrespectful. And then also the the bad temper that he had. And I know she said he didn't he didn't hit her, but you know, like it still was, you know, abusive. Like it still was what would you say to that, Kel? Like I feel like more information will come out as her son grows. I think because she's trying to protect her child, we're not going to really get all of that information. She's going to give us a taste. So she, or she's going to give us what she wants us to know. Mm-hmm. And she did say in the beginning that her child was off limits mm-hmm. and that's her child's father. So it's only so much I think she's willing to, to give. But typically when a person has that type of temper and the way that, everyone else felt intimidated and just like the way the people de- described him. Mm-hmm. I highly doubt that he didn't never put hands on her. Okay. Highly doubt. Okay. But I understand why she wouldn't say anything either. Like that's not for y'all to know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I definitely believed her at face value. So, but I, 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 I get what you're saying and believe you. So, yeah. But um the the little tease that she put out there, you know, about before I get to the Method Man one, the Eric B joint. <laughs> so Eric B Yeah, he was trash. She was trash. Like, you know, she meets him at a party, they getting down and stuff, and then you know, he says, Can I borrow your car? And she's like, Okay, well, be back by this time because I gotta go to work. Definitely didn't come back in time. Like we saw that coming. <laughs> Girl. And then it was sad to see that she she did have um that she had to go through that whole abortion situation from him. I wonder if he even knew. I mean, she said she never told him. So I was like, if he I wonder if he ever got wind of like the fact that she got pregnant by him and had an abortion. I mean, at this point, he's a grown man, so he, right. you know, he ain't. But you know, niggas be like yeah. that. They, they like to be in the know. Mm-hmm. So I think he still probably will be in his feelings, like how you just gonna do that, and then put it out years later without telling me or giving. Give. I mean, maybe she gave him a heads up. Who knows? No, probably. I don't even know. Like the method man. Th- oh, we we didn't even talk about the date rape. 
that she experienced. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I had to look up that nigga Shriek. Uh, Ricky Tony, I think is what she. Ricky Tony. Yeah. My mom sent me some song by. <laughs> yes. Well, his girl name is Shriek. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's the nigga. That's the nigga that got you. Him. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> Let me look up what that Negro looked like. But basically what he did was they were um, at this. I guess she was interviewing him. I missed that first five minutes of the uh, pot of not the podcast, the movie. And um, he invited her to a party with him. Right. Yeah. And and when she uh, they were supposed to go to the party. But basically what happened was he was like, oh, I want to change my outfit or whatever. Let's stop at the hotel first. They go to the hotel and he, you know, well, he forced himself on her, right? Yeah. So he, he drug her too, or no? It made it, it, it alluded, but no, she, she wasn't drugged. I think he just, um, she fixed herself a drink first, actually. And she drank some of the drink and then he gave her, you know, more drink. And then it just kind of, did you see the rape scene? No. Okay. So she's sitting on the couch. She's sitting on the little bed or whatever after he had just came out the shower. So all he has on is like a towel. And, you know, he does that thing where, you know, he kisses you on the neck. She's like, wait, wait, uh, wait. And then um, he's like taking her hand and filling up on his body. She's like, okay. You know, like this is awkward, but I don't know. And then it just like it goes more and more. And then she's like, you, she doesn't. She says you can tell she's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, wait, but wait, but how about don't we have to go? Da-da-da. You know how we start asking like a bunch of questions. It was like stuff like that, but he's like pushing, like forcing himself in a sense of like forcing her to go back further on the bed so she can mm-hmm. like be laying down on the bed or whatever. So then he's kissing her on her neck and stuff. And she's just like, okay, all right. And then she like tries to push him off. And then he just goes in. So I'm like, so did he use a condom? Clearly he didn't. Cause that's why she went in and got tested. But yeah, right. <laughs> right she did that because it was that time. She said like when uh, HIV yeah, and AIDS, yeah. First was popping on the scene and she was like nervous as hell. Like I was like, girl, I know that feeling. Everybody <laughs> has that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, to have it for when you didn't even want to sleep with someone. And, right. And I just don't understand the psyche of men who, who one, rape women, and even, like, that in-between when it's, like, it's like a demon on them or something. I hate to get all cliche and stuff, but, like, I really feel like it must be a demon. Because the one time I, there was a guy that was, like, trying to push himself up on me once. I was just like, you know, I was doing the same thing of being like, oh, no, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, And then I've luckily I like was able to push him off. But like if he really wanted to, he definitely could have overpowered me. And I almost fell into that zone of I understand where women who this happens to where they come from, this kind of rape, um, not the rape where they like totally like you know, super attack you in a malicious, even more malicious and uh not a vicious rape, but one of those Yeah, not a vicious rape predator for, rape. This is more yeah, like a predator rape. This is more like a predator rape, uh, where they try to intimidate you mentally and stuff. 
And so um, make you feel like, oh, you know, just just give in to me kind of thing. You know, I can see how because I had a slight moment with that guy where I was just like, well, maybe I should just let him. And I knew I would have felt like shit Uh afterwards. And God just worked it out where I was able to break free of that. But like it was a kind of look in his face that was like, yo, what is happening here? Like, you see that I'm not really trying to do this anymore. And you're still, you know, kind of trying to make me stay here and push, pull down on me. And it's like, hold up. and I guess for me I'm just like it's not even enjoyable this can't be enjoyable for you why Why? (laughs) just why you know Um, but yeah so I'm glad she was okay from that Um, also man of course I can't go without talking about those miscarriage scenes like yeah Wow, talk about triggering. Like I I just was like sitting there watching that. And when the first miscarriage happened, I was like, mm, 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 mm. then the second and she said she said when she got pregnant, she had trigger warning. She said, trigger warning, this is about to be a bumpy ride or something like that. So I was like, okay, she's probably gonna lose the baby. I was not expecting her to lose. Wasn't it like three times? Yeah. It was three. So she lost the first one. She talked about it on the on the show. Then she moved on and she talked about, uh, oh, she said she was five months pregnant and lost the baby. And then she said the last one, the third one, she lost the baby. She was in the store. She had gotten pretty far along, lost the baby and had to give it, give it birth to it stillborn. And I just like the way they depicted them being like, yeah, this time we're going to be okay. Like it's going to work. That broke my heart watching that. And then them giving her the the thing saying that it was a girl in the feet of the baby. I'm just like, yo, what kind of shit? (laughs) That is a strong person. That is a strong person. And then for her to finally find out that the reason why she was losing the kids was because her cervix was too weak to hold the babies it's like how do you find that out do you have to go through this to find like my my mind just went a million different places like mm-hmm. <laughs> like how do you prevent this and i know that's the capricorn in me wanting to control everything as my husband would say but I, like i just was like yo like how do you find information like that out so that you don't have to go through that shit but um, you know, and then of course, when she finally does sit in bed rest for a year with the, I mean, not a year, I guess 10 months, nine months, 10 months, gives birth to the son. That's when this nigga is cheating. <laughs> I was like, typical Negroes. <laughs> like, did you have to? Did you have to cheat on her? Like, come on. So, uh, it was a good show. Um, it broke my heart hearing her talk about those those miscarriages, though, when she said, uh, you know, that she had to give birth to those stillborns. I was just like, Lord, like when she was when she was talking about it in the interview later, I was just like, 
Woo. And I, I kind of identified with like how her mom was talking about it just kind of nonchalantly. I'm, I guess it wasn't nonchalantly, but it was like somebody who never experienced that. Mm-hmm. It was like, she was just like, yeah, that really took a toll on her. It was like, uh-huh, I kind of want you to have a little more empathy than that. I don't think she did. I don't think her mom had like an empathetic. Sure. Maybe that's just not her in her. Yeah. The way that she treated her all the way up until death. (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because she she would always say, my mommy. And I guess her calling them mommy and daddy, I felt like she probably had a better relationship with them than it seems like she did. And it seems like her brother, like, really, they were tight, I guess, until this thing happened with the the mother's funeral. I think... Having a parent that's kind of similar to that, I think what it is, is that we seek validation and satisfaction in pleasing our moms and dads. So we will always see them, will always be that little girl that, you know, wants to be mm-hmm. like, I want mommy to, to to love like me and, you know, see everything that I'm doing. I'm doing it for, you know, to make her pleased or whatever the case may be. So I think... Mm-hmm. Impress her. Right. Try to impress yeah. them. Please her, like you said, too. Yeah. Right. So I think it's more so... More so that than them having an actual good relationship. And even judging by, like, her reactions, like, how she... Well, the interview, not in the, the movie, but, like, the interview that she did where she's eating the, the, the Cheetos and the caviar or whatever yeah. on the couch <laughs> or Doritos and yeah. caviar, whatever it was. I forgot. I think you're right. I think it was Cheetos. And ca- <laughs> like hot, yeah, Cheetos, hot Cheetos, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I feel like she... Just- <laughs> right! It was... <laughs> like, she just... I think she's just trying to heal. And I don't think she's ever really... I don't think she ever fixed that. And I think that, on top of all the trauma that she's dealing with, with Kevin and his girl having another girl <laughs> was just sure. like <laughs> that explained a lot. That explained why she had that re- that visceral reaction to that that um that journalist asking her if she's met the daughter yet. I still ain't ain't here for it because that's her son's, you know, more than it being her son's sibling. It's to me, it's like that baby didn't ask to be here. That baby didn't ask its parents to have that infidelity and to hurt you. Like that baby did not come here to hurt you. Um, I understand just on a human level that it's like, yo, like whatever. But I guess for me and my personality, I just would have said something different rather than saying that publicly but what's your thoughts as a mother and I know it's kind of different because she she was married to this man she loved him she gave him chance after chance blah 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 so like and then he he cheated on her and kind of forced her hand to divorce him the way my pride is set up, I'm not going to let nobody see me sweat. I probably wouldn't have even reacted to it. I would have mm-hmm. either passed next question and I'll be like, you know, I wish that she has a healthy pregnancy and be like real petty on some shit in my head. Like, yeah. I, I would think it in my head. I might have yeah. like 
thoughts in my not head about the child. But not, 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 not even that bitch. Yeah, not that bitch. Yeah, but the not, child. But again, yeah, not about the child. I I literally probably would not have addressed it. I would have moved on to the next question or something. But I wouldn't have. No, the way my pride is set up. Yeah, like I just couldn't say that about a little kid, but God forbid I I am not in her situation. And um, but you know, like Method Man's wife said, <laughs> oh, because we didn't even touch that. But y'all y'all not living under a rock. Y'all already know what happened with how he said how she said that she slept with Method Man, and we was like, what is going on? I don't know. We might talked about that last episode anyway. But his wife basically was like, you know, she's a miserable bitch, and she just gets uglier. The ugly, the more uglier things that she <laughs> does, and so um. She said that it's sad. I'm paraphrasing again, but basically that it's sad that she is going out of the spotlight as, you know, a big integral part of the entertainment industry to being someone that is a non-factor, so to speak. And um, what was the point I was going to make about that? I forget. I think it's just like the ugliness of it all. I think it was unnecessary to bring up, especially because it wasn't in the movie, so nobody would have known about it. Um, yeah. In regards to his wife being so upset, it was before you, so I'm not sure as to like. Well, apparently, Wendy Williams has been saying stuff about them. You know, like she leaked that she the had thing. that man had. Um, yeah, his wife had cancer and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess like after that, it's like, I will never <laughs> like, and here you go talking about, yeah. And then here you come talking about my family again, my husband, like, what is your obsession with us? Like, what is wrong with you? Um, but that's what she does who she is and i'm not saying that i mean i'm not saying that you know it's necessarily right or fair because that's your personal business and i think everyone should have the right to privacy Mm -hmm. but you also know who you married in a sense and that world and everything that comes with that yeah and the way the world is set up with that industry that your husband is a part of, there is no off limits. I, I don't know, no boundaries with that. So I remember I remember what it was. The point I was gonna make was that all the things that she said uh, you know, about other people's families and all the gossip that she's done, she ended up kind of reaping that back in her own personal life. And I think that's what Tamika um, Smith, who is Method Man's wife, uh, said about that. And how sad that a woman who was once revered in the entertainment industry has reduced herself to a tabloid side note and a circus freak. (gasps) Well, damn. And for the record, my marriage is solid. My husband continues to enjoy a successful career and Wendy will forever be one of the most miserable bitches on the planet. Well, (laughs) and that is it for this week's uh, R&R. I was going to call it cognac. (laughs) This week's R&R. We're going to go ahead and hop into the next segment of the podcast. 
which is, you know, the ungodly hour. Um, we're just, again, talking about playing games while dating or when you have to work on yourself, um, but trying to be in a relationship with someone else. Um, and how, like we said, it's giving preemie vibes with this person. And you're like, mm, I thought you was ready, but you wasn't fully baked yet. And so where do we go from here? Um, so I know, Kelly, you had a couple items you wanted to touch on to begin with. Yeah, I've definitely been in um, both scenarios. And I have been the one that needed some work on itself before I should have probably got into that relationship or whatever the case may be, or before I should take it to the next level. And it's one of those things where I feel like life is a constant like reflection period where you have to like grow and learn, grow and learn, but also like grow, learn about yourself. You're learning about yourself more than you're learning about the other person and the relationship in a sense. And it sucks. It sucks because it's it's almost like a healing journey as well. And when you're trying to heal and heal someone else at the same time, like you're never going to be whole. You're never going to be able to pour into that person in a way that they deserve to or um, need to be able to be received. So um, I say like, you know, sometimes you got to you got to give it space learn, get to know yourself a little bit more, reflect on that and, you know, back up. And it's not going to be easy because you're going to, you want, everyone wants to feel loved or have some sort of sense of companionship. But if you really want a successful, happy, healthy relationship, sometimes the best thing to do is just to be to yourself and then sometimes you learn from being in those relationships right and sometimes you learn from those relationships like um as far as like okay maybe i needed to be with that person to be able to see that this is something that i need to work on or this is something um i need just a little bit more time or a little bit more help with but if that person is not able to bring out the best parts of you um for you to be able to be whole then it's probably time for you to be like, all right, we both need to do some extra bacon in the oven, like you said, <laughs> before we can be cutting cutting it open and letting it, you know, be yummy. Like, you know how when you first bake brownies and you'd be so pressed to, <laughs> to take it out and cut it open, but you got to let it rest. Mm-hmm. And when you mm-hmm. let it rest, then when you're cutting it, it's not all janky and crumbling all over the place or it's not that half that like sometimes like, you know, how like cookies also not cookies. Um, you know, we all about the sweets. Can't say mm-hmm. that about cupcakes, but mm-hmm. with cookies, sometimes it still cooks even when it's not in the oven. Yes. So, you know, sometimes you got to just bake a little and sit and, and be still. Sit. <laughs> still yes that is so true kel and i actually envy those who we, you know we know a few people who have never sat in rest mm-hmm. <laughs> and and you know that you know aside from my my envy it's like that i guess that's just not what that just wasn't what was meant for them like they're not necessarily meant to rest they are meant to 
learn they meant to do it in tandem like like there some people are meant to be single some people are meant to be single for a long time and then some people are meant to just grow as they're going mm-hmm. and um you know for me that wasn't the situation at all i was definitely one of those people that had to be single for a few years um and learn things um, I remember dealing with someone in particular where, uh, we thought that we could be friends with, I mean, I'm grown and I was grown at the time, uh, friends with benefits. And then it was something that I realized I was like, oh, you know, this person, we did get a little closer at that time. We had known each other for a long time, but got a little closer at that time. And I learned a little more about him and where some of his past traumas stem from with the relationship with his mother and I was like mm, that's why you kind of treat women the way you treat them because your mama treated you like this and <laughs> and when I think about that mm, how are you ever going to feel like I guess emotionally safe with a woman and I think a lot of black men from that time that you know from our age and and older there were a lot, not all, but there were a lot of single moms that kind of raised them and be like, you know, for lack of better examples, don't cry. You look like a bitch, you know, so just stop crying like a bitch or whatever. And it's just like, then when they get older, I saw another guy that me and you both know repost this on his Twitter account. And he was like, stop crying. You sound like a bitch or you know, like a bitch or whatever. And then the older version of the little boy, the mom was like, why don't you ever express your feelings? And it's like, yo, I literally grew up. But you telling me to stuff that shit down, you know? <laughs> so that's, and then, you know, this person is a serial dater. So it's like, you, it's just amazing how, your upbringing can kind of form, you know, what your relationships are like later. For women, that's the daddy issues. Mm-hmm. For the most, I mean, women be having mommy issues too. Yeah, so let me I know. definitely have mommy issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, feel to elaborate or no, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, there's there's also the the women issues with the mommies, um, but like you know. For the purpose of the conversation, there's women that have the daddy issues, whether it's abandonment or um, feeling like you can't trust a man. I feel like that's the women that may be erratic in their relationships and and always Mm -hmm. jump to conclusions and stuff. And so I feel it's funny because I feel like that's what men who have the mommy issues do, but they do it a different way. They just don't um, trust the women so they never let allow woman to get close. close. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you come together and you're two people like that and you haven't really fully identified that, yeah, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. disaster. And then you include sex in that. And then if the sex is bomb, Amazing. oh, that's, it's toxic. Yes, it is. It's confusing. <laughs> and so, yeah, it happens. Um but yeah, I, I, what I learned personally in that situation was that I'm not a casual sex haver 
And I still wanted the the benefits of being in a relationship, even though I was just dating this person, um, not even dating them. I was friends with them and we did that stuff too when we needed someone to be around. The point was we both was lonely <laughs> and we wanted we wanted more. And I'm not saying that you can't have friends with benefits and have a friend that- You just got to know you know, yourself. You got to know yourself. And that that's what I learned in that scenario. Like, yeah, that's not me. And I had to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to rest for like a good- uh, that, and From that, I was single actually, until I met Dennis, I was single for like three years and change. But before that, I was probably it was probably a year after that friends with benefits situation where I was like, ah, I guess you know this is it. I'm gonna just chill and God, it's on you, God, because I am done. <laughs> like I had my my heart broken when I first broke up. It's funny I left my first relationship or the relationship before Dennis, um. Because I knew I was being mature in that moment. I was like, yeah, this this is over. We've outgrown each other, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is done. Moved on, was chilling for a couple months, met that one guy that I tell you all about all the time that I'm like, yo, that just spun my head. And I wasn't even looking for it. Wow, you know, I hate those moments. Like, I can always identify with Moon that be like, I wasn't even looking for you, right? And here you came, and then you just left. But anyway, <laughs> you know, a girl, I have been there, and it's not fun. And then I was single for a while, like popping in and out, dealing with different Negroes until you know, probably like a year and a half after that, I was like, oh. I mean, like a, like six months after that, I was like, oh, let me go tap this guy over again and be like, hey, what's up? Yeah, I know you still want me. So let's see if we could do this friends thing. Ciao. And like I said, what I needed to do was sit my ass down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what about sitting your ass down and still dating like what what's the delicate balance you you would say there Kel? like do you have to sit your ass down and not talk to anybody no i don't think you necessarily can i just don't think that you should jump into a relationship i think like you can entertain people because you can have like a friendship with people um i think it is a delicate balance but to commit yourself to that one person i don't think it's it's safe because I think you need to actually sit down and do the reflections and really work on you. Go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, meditate, and then go back to therapy. <laughs> meditate. Word. Meditating is real. And just kind of closing out all the white noise and the outside noise and stuff and just kind of really centering yourself. There, There's so many benefits, but for the purpose of this conversation, one of the biggest ones is like being alone with yourself and and just really figuring out what it is that you are trying to do right now with your life. Right. It allows you to be in the present. It allows you to be more aware. And yes, more aware. If you're not in the present in your mind and aware of who you are and what you what is good for you, like when you start, it's like almost like you're 
you're setting, you want to set the intentions for the next relationship mm-hmm. and you don't want to set the intentions with a car jam. Like I'll give you guys an example. I was watching the headspace on Netflix, which I definitely recommend to anyone. I'm trying to mm-hmm. get my child to do it again. But the first time he tried meditation, the emotions was just too much for him to be able to handle, but we're going to try that again. And um, yeah. <laughs> the example yeah. that they gave on that show was it's like, you're pulled over on the side of the road and you're watching all these cars pass by. All the cars are your thoughts and you're going to want to naturally stop the cars or chase after the cars and tell them to get off the road or whatever the case may be. But you have to literally sit there, allow them to do what they do. And you just be aware of what's going on. Like, okay, I see these cars, these are passing by and let them continue to float until you are present and you're aware and you're just, you're 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 centered (laughs) yeah so um Mm -hmm. because when you start to chase after those thoughts and you start to chase after the you know whatever the case may be you cause more trouble than you would have done if you just sat still and understood where you were to tie that all back into everything that we were just talking about was when you're in a relationship and you're not necessarily ready you tend to make it a lot more amplified or harder. Things are harder because you're not necessarily addressing the issues that need to to be had. Like uh-huh. you always, yeah, yeah. you you people ask, oh, God, where's the sign? They need a sign, and the sign has slapped you five million times, and you <laughs> still are just like, I don't get it. I don't know what to do. Where? <laughs> You know, why do I keep ending up in these kind of relationships? Right. You be Ray Charles to the shit because you're not being aware. You're not present in the moment to be able to be like, okay, I saw where I fucked up. I saw where I should have saw this. And I know that this is not something that I wanted or whatever the case may be. But you let the other emotions that are creeping up on you that is like oh i i need to be with someone i need this is i I want to be married i want to be walking down the aisles i want to have my dream wedding whatever the case may be to be able to be glorious upside your head say oops upside your head how many times how many times how many more (laughs) for me Not even no, I've been there. I've been there too. So. I've been there too. And it's like, girl, mm, you know what? Let it go and keep to yourself and focus on yourself, sis. Because and that goes for fellas too. Like, focus on yourself. I, I had a conversation with someone close to me about that. I won't identify who he is because I don't, you know, I ain't gonna put his business out there, but you know, I told him the same thing. I said, you know, um, you keep getting back with this person and you already know that this person doesn't want the same things you want later on in life. And that's a deal breaker for you, but you keep going back. And oh, the point that I was going to make that I can also make with this is don't block your blessings constantly. You know, I I always used to say that. Yes. That was the word of 2015 for me. Okay. <laughs> and, and you need a friend like that, though. I think everybody needs a friend like that to be able to tell them, hey, bitch, find your chill. Because yeah. that ain't it. But what I used to, what I, not what I used to, what I learned uh, 
you know, over the years is that, um, you know, I've definitely mellowed out and allowed allowed people to make their own mistakes Mm -hmm. and learn from them because everybody kind of learns at a different rate. Mm -hmm. And, um, and sometimes it's not going to be the same outcome. And I think I had to go through that with people that I love now because it's probably, you can speak to this Kel. Mm -hmm. It's probably the same thing with your children. Like you have to, and then not necessarily with relationships, um, But like with anything that you went through and you don't want your child to go through the same thing you went through. And it's like you like literally can't control your child from not doing that. Like you could teach them how to walk, talk, all that different stuff. But after a certain point, very early, much earlier on than probably you would expect, they have to make their own decisions. And I pray for me (laughs) because the way that I am as a person, I'm who. And so I think I had to go through that with friends and certain family members so that it would prepare me for when I have my own child Mm -hmm. to, (laughs) to let that, that butterfly, let that caterpillar become a butterfly on its own. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yes. Uh, I, what I've told that person in my life, just to finish the story real quick was focus on you. You know, as a man, you you have other goals that, you know, you want to get settled in your career. You want to, you know, get your own spot and stuff like that. At some point you get into a certain age, like, yeah, this is why this is what you do. You focus on yourself. You know, if you want to call that person up and get your rocks off (laughs) because you have urges and stuff, you know, do that or whatever. As long as y'all both have an understanding, which, you know. Again, like going back to the friends with benefits, that can be very uh, murky. murky. So I wouldn't suggest that person in particular, but you know, I know him. So you probably will go back to that person, but you know what it is with that person. So just make sure that you, during the pandemic, (laughs) just focus on you. Don't be trying to date this person or trying to fall into a relationship with this person because they about to buy a house and it's like oh I should be moving up to another level so maybe I should try to make this friendship turn into a relationship and it's like no if if this person didn't approach you with that calm down sit down rest Mm -hmm. (laughs) get yourself together we've been telling you that for years get yourself together and you will open up the door for someone else. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it'll work out with that person. But like you, y'all both got to get yourselves together. And it may not be with each other. Right. So, yes. Um. So, yeah, I think that's where we could end this talk topic. It was good. I think we yeah. did that pretty well. <laughs> yeah. And um, we got a philanthropy highlight coming up. So let's go on over there and get up and get out. Get up, get out and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out and get something. Cause you and I got to do for you and I. All right, y'all. So this philanthropy highlight is um from Because of Them, We Can. They have this awesome box that is just for kids. And I'm gonna give you a little history on like, 
why they be had why they um started doing this box. So it says beyond the classroom and Black History Month. For the last five years, we've traveled the country, engaging thousands of children, visiting elementary schools, and education educating kids on trailblazers, known and unknown. We realized that Black History was only being taught in February, if at all, when there was. What's the subjects were the same cast of historical figures. Y'all know who that is. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, you know, Harriet Tubman. We get the same ones over and over again. Um, after receiving requests from educators and parents for innovative tools and seeing young people expand their aspirations after exposing them to a broader range of history markers, it was clear that we needed to create something that would engage children on a larger scale with consistent content curated just for them. So the thing that I really like about this, um, because then we can box is that it's not just a one-time box. It's literally a subscription. So you can do a subscription of one, three, six, or 12 months, and you can choose your size and your preferences. So it's really dope. So one of the, some of the boxes that I did see, they had cute little merch to go with the storylines and lesson plans and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, it's like really, the glasses. really dope. Yeah. yeah. They have like a collectible pen. They had like props to help your uh, child learn to transform. They have branded apparel based on the theme. They have toys and tools that connect to the curriculum and the parent teacher guide. So you don't feel like you just giving them a a box without giving them information. It's even a guide for the parents to kind of like teach them. And it comes with the curriculum and parent teacher guide to educate your child on what's inside each box. So it's really cool. And the prices aren't bad either. So a one month subscription is like $40 and I really feel like there is um no no um what's the word I'm looking for um limit yeah there's no limit on how much we should or money amount of money that we should put towards gaining oh, yeah. knowledge about yeah, it's priceless it's priceless right exactly mm-hmm. and the three month subscription is about 120 and the six month subscription is like around 240 and then a year is 440 and um with the 12 month subscription you get one free box so it's really really cool i think it's definitely worth it teaching our black kids about us because as we've said on the show in the past mm-hmm. and as we've experienced they're trying to erase our history. So it is our mm-hmm. duty to make sure that we are, you know, teaching the future so they will be able to be better prepared. I'm definitely going to consider that. Like, I wonder if I could um, somehow, you know, I got to get it. I got to get my little financial Same here. situation situated, but I would love to gift that to like my godson or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that just makes me think of the little kids in my life and, um, who I could gift that to as they grow, you know, as they come of a certain age to learn about stuff like that. And I love it. They have this cute little pledge is I will honor the sacrifices of my ancestors. I will believe in me. I will pursue my dreams and I will help others along the way. Oh, (laughs) too sweet. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get over to this last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. All right, this week's last call is repent. The end is near. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Because (laughs) 
I don't know, with little Uzi Vert getting this little diamond in the middle of his head and them calling it the mark of the beast. <laughs> I just had to read what our good sis, our good sis um, Kia said on Twitter. Little Uzi and his sorcerer stone in his forehead. Woo! I just want to be ready when Jesus come. I'm just listening for the trumpets because like at the an analog girl says, he is on his way. And he's looking for a church. Girl. You know, I didn't even get... <laughs> and I was over here sending all them videos of Trey songs to all of my dear friends. Even... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't... Um, I didn't... You know, I saw the little... I saw the thing when he was first talking about how he wanted to get an implant of a pink diamond in his head. Mm-hmm. I thought he got that inspired from like steven of the universe <laughs> to be honest i didn't like i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah, have yeah it on yeah. his forehead he had it in his belly yeah. but some of yeah, them had yeah. it in their forehead so i was like maybe he's yeah. like into that i don't know because he's weird and still like he gives me childlike vibes like he never yeah. grew up just like the innocence yeah <laughs> but at, at the same time girl you know take me up in the rapture because i don't want to be here i don't i don't, <laughs> don't want to be here I don't, and I, I that hit me in a in a soft spot when I saw that. I was like, Mm-mm-mm. yeah, yeah. He, I don't know if he's on his way, but I'm not trying to not be ready. Stay ready, mm-hmm. so you don't have to get ready. And that's it for this week's episode. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at CCC Vibes while you're watching out for another Trey Songs leak. Uh, Kel, tell us. Follow us on ones. Instagram and Facebook at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. And on our, um, if you ever need to email us or our website, it's Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations.com. Cool. And that's it, y'all. We'll see you next week. All right. Black, y'all. And I'm bliggity, bliggity, black, black, y'all. It's a vibe.